Today, like I promised in the last episode, in my explanation of high tea, I promise you some drag etiquette 101. And this is in no means for anyone to take personal. If you're a new queen or you're just getting out in the scene, this is nothing to be taken personal. If you want to hear this advice and take it to heart, great. I mean this with all the positive, with all intentions of helping you out as being a new queen. So let's just say this is high tea, drag 101. I just have like four or five things that I want to touch on and elaborate. And I would love you new queens to email us at beautyandtheshrink at gmail.com with any questions, concerns, or if you need me to elaborate on any of these topics that I'm about to, um, any of these bullet points that I'm about to bring up to you. Number one, I just got the opportunity and it was amazing to work a month or so ago with Pangina Heels. If you don't know who that is, she's a celebrity drag queen judge in Thailand on RuPaul's Drag Race. And she and I were talking and we, we kind of co-hosted the show and I talked a little bit and she hosted most of it, but I helped her out and I tried to be a great ambassador for her being at our show and she was amazing. And one of the things we were talking about after the show was new queens and she had said something to me about all these new queens coming to me and they want help and they want advice and she's like the one thing I say is don't hurry anything there's plenty of time to practice and improve your lip sync there's plenty of time to get on YouTube or to find makeup tutorials so that your makeup gets better there's plenty of time to learn how to sew or get several amazing seamstresses or costume designers on your team in your corner there's plenty of time for so many things. So she says what she tells them, and I agreed wholeheartedly, and this is why I wanted to share this. The only thing you have when you're beginning out in drag that you can give is to be on time. To be early, queens. Early. If somebody's telling you call time for the show is at 7.30 and the show starts at 8, be there at 7. If somebody's telling you the show starts at 9 o'clock, be there at 8 o'clock. Give yourself plenty of time. This is going to start building your professional reputation immediately when you can show up early and not push push the limit. Oh my gosh, I'll be ready, I'll be ready. I've heard it a hundred times. No, 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 here's my music, I'll be ready, I'll be ready. And then, you know, sometimes you are, but why stress yourself out? I always say, well, you know, they always say, to be on time is to be early. So, with that in mind, we all have the things that come up like we have some of some entertainers have day jobs and you know as we call quote-unquote boy jobs or real jobs or such and such but you know you need to work your schedule out so I've understood lately I've had a couple queens that come and well I had to be to work till six and I'm like okay well fine but if, if you're taking this seriously and professionally as a gig and as a job you need to make time to ensure that you're going to be early and be on time for the gig okay Secondly, well, like I was just saying, earn your reputation. This is the best way to start earning your reputation immediately 
when you're out there in the scene and you're trying to get gigs and you're trying to get bookings, coming from myself, booking a show, and I got a couple girls that want to be booked, and oh my gosh, I only have one spot left, I'm going to go to that girl that I know is going to be early, she's going to be ready, there's going to be no flippy floppy about, oh my gosh, I don't have my music, or I don't have, you know, so I'm going to pick the one that I know to be most timely. That's just something right off the bat that just sets you apart from these other entertainers. So that kind of ties in with being early, earning your reputation, and also music. It, it's becoming a ticket for me, for a queen who started drag in the early 90s. We started drag on cassette tape. I know some of you don't even know what that is. <laughs> just kidding. I'm sure you all know what a cassette tape was, is, was. But anyways, so when we said, so it's becoming such a thing. It went from, you know, from cassette tapes to CDs and having your CDs unscratched. That was the biggest pain in the world. So many queens would have scratched CDs and their music would skip during their performance. And then, you know, we've gone to flash drive, which we're still kind of in that, in that uh, time period right now. But what it's moving towards even more so past the flash drive is just emailing your music. So it's important if you don't know, get with a queen, ask somebody, learn how to do it. It's going to make you be able to fit in and be able to play right along with the big girls and get into the professional gig. How to convert your music on your computer, on your laptop to an MP3 format, which just makes it so much easier to show up. Your music is already sent in a day or two ahead of the show. You don't have any worries, it's all done. And at my show that I book and do the music and stuff for, I, get, I try to get as much of an email to me as possible before the show. And usually, you know, let's say if I'm booking six girls and six girls are on the show tonight, I've been doing pretty good, but it's eventually going to flip over to that completely and you're just not gonna have a choice. If you don't email your music, you're just, you're not gonna be, that must mean you don't wanna be in the show tonight, so you'll just get canceled. So anyways, as an example, it's not a, it's not, I don't know where this came from, but it happens here and there once in a while. You ask a queen to email their music and they're emailing me um, links to YouTube. I get that that's music, but I'm not a DJ, so I am I have to take all this extra time to go to YouTube, convert that file, download that file, then put it in, you know, form. And sometimes what I'm realizing from some DJs that do that, then it has to be run through some kind of program to make sure the volume and the levels are okay. Because I've heard from several DJs that levels and volume are crappy off of YouTube videos. So if that's what you're doing, also ask a queen. There's a simple free program online that converts YouTube videos into MP3 format. Simple. Just don't be afraid to ask any of the stuff. Please don't be intimidated. Don't be intimidated. You'll find somebody, if a queen brushes you off and doesn't have time for you, find someone that'll give you five or ten minutes to explain to you to help you figure out how to do that. It's very important. As we're switching over from this USB age into this, just email your music. It's digital. It's done. Nobody has to worry about it beyond that. Okay? And lastly, I just want to leave you with, in all respects of the high tea, always be classy. Drinking, I want to tie this in together with drinking. Yes, we work in nightclubs. Yes, we work in bars. Yes, there's alcohol flowing. Yes, you may get drink tickets or get some free complimentary drinks while you're working. But queens, I abhor you. Don't take advantage of this. Don't take this for granted. It's not part of your job. It's an added benefit to have a few cocktails during the show, have a few after. I don't honestly care how many you have after. But if drinking is gonna become such an important thing to you during the show, 
that you're bugging a show director or you're bugging staff to get you a drink, get you a drink, get you a drink. That's not why you're here. You're being paid to be here to be an entertainer and to be on stage and to give a show and give your professional best. So it's not important to to remember where, where's my alcohol? Where's my alcohol? Where's my alcohol? Please. That is a benefit to doing drag, performing in bars and nightclubs in the evenings. It's never a guaranteed. I've worked in bars where a single free drink is not given at all. I've worked in bars where I do now where we give a certain amount of drink tickets. That is, in no means to, that is by no means ever to offend somebody, but it's to regulate because it takes one queen to come along and have too much to drink and they make a mess of themselves during the show. I've seen it, been there, done that. And um, just remember, it's a benefit. And I've also worked in shows where, you know, you can drink all you want to drink all freaking night long throughout the show, during the show, before the show, after the show, and you're just going to pay $2 per drink. That's also a great deal, but don't ever rely on that as part of your professional gig. It's just there as an added benefit. It's the bar, it's the nightclub, it's the venue trying to extend appreciation to you for being there and entertaining in their venue. So I think that's all I have for high tea now. Let me blow it out. It's blow on it. It's a little warm. Delicious. I'm so happy you stuck around for this edition of High Tea. And at, right after this commercial break, you're gonna hear Mark and I flashback, Beauty and the Shrink flashback to March, a vacation to Hawaii. So tune in for that right after this commercial. This episode is brought to you by Pyromedia Network. Pyromedia Network is a progressive moving platform to give a voice to those who feel don't have one. PMN's core mission is to provide a safe and positive creative space for creatives to flourish to their highest potential. For more information, please visit www.pyromedianetwork.com. Guess what? This is Jason's first time to Hawaii, so we're making it all about him. Isn't that sweet? Do you feel honored? Yes. Do you feel honored? <laughs> Hawaii's rolling out the red carpet for you. Isn't that oh. nice? Except the fact that we can't find any Lihimoy seeds anywhere in the ABC stores here. But we're going to go to Long's tomorrow. I bet we're going to find it. I don't even know what they're for. Lihimoy's are preserved plums with a little pit in the middle, so you suck on them. They're sweet and sour and salty. They're quite yummy, but they're an acquired taste, like the poi we had at the luau last night. Did you like it? When you spit on me? No. Poi. <laughs> There was nothing of like about it. It was just... It's like eating wallpaper paste. Anyway, like a bad flavor. We digress. Let's start back from the beginning. All right. So, Monday. Was it Monday? Yeah. March 12th. No, it was March 11th. That was the 11th. The 11th is Monday. We got up at what time? I don't know what time you got up, but we left town about 3.30. 3.30. Head to LAX to get on a plane on the 12th. And so we were gonna stay overnight at the Hilton LAX. Holiday Inn. Holiday Inn, sorry about that. So we got there and we checked in and they asked for my ID. Now, don't judge, but I've been using my expired driver's license for like about the last two years. 
because I've been too lazy to get a duplicate license. Now, my license is renewed and it's effective, but I've been using the expired driver's license because the new one got lost. Are you following? Which doesn't even make sense to me, but okay. Well, it does when you know that I'm a procrastinator. You just go to the DMV. It's been, oh yeah, you go to the DMV. I'm a procrastinator, but now I figured out that I can do it online, so I'm gonna do that. But anyway, then I got nervous because I gave them my driver's license, they checked it, they didn't look at the um, expiration, but then all of a sudden it hit me. TSA at the airport is not gonna be so lenient. And I had left my passport at home. So I'm freaking out, and as many of you may not know, I suffer from anxiety and OCD. So then my mind started racing. So then I decided maybe I should just get back in the car and drive all the way back to Palm Springs, two and a half hours, to get my passport. And my first response is, you're kidding, right? But you weren't kidding, because you had to have a valid ID to get on the plane. I seemed calm, though, didn't I? Um, Up until the time that I left. Until you went in the room, and then when you came back out, knocked on my door. Yeah, then I was pretty sad. Oh my god, I gotta go. I gotta go back to LA. I gotta get. I gotta go back home. I gotta get my passport. And I'm like, okay. I know. And the thing is, is that uh, uh, two and a half hours to get there. So if I leave around six, six thirty, I wouldn't get there until around nine. Then I'd have to turn around and I have to come back, and I wouldn't get back until around midnight or something like that. And the pl- we have to check out what at five forty-five in the morning the next morning because of course we're traveling with Dick, and you never know when Dick is gonna say. Now we have to be there at four o'clock. Well, Jason's got a story about that, but let's go back to the passport thing. So what I did was I was on the road, I was driving, I got right on the freeway and there was a massive traffic jam. And it hit me. Let me call the mother at home to see if my passport is in my typical spot that I keep it. Because in the back of my mind, I had just gotten back from a cruise about four months or so before December right and typically for my birthday and typically I forget to take the passport out of my brown bag that I carry with me everywhere which I had in the Holiday Inn room which I was going to bring with me when I went back to Palm Springs but for some reason I decided let me just leave it in the room I have no use for it dumb mistake So I'm in the middle of the traffic jam. I call the mother. She looked in the brown box where I keep it. It wasn't there. And I knew she was looking in the right brown box because she goes, I don't see a passport, but I see a lot of money in here. And I thought, okay, mother knows money. So I know she's looking in the right box because that's where I was keeping a lot of my stash to repay the the trip to Dick who fronted all the money in the beginning. Uh, So. So here's me chime it in um, yeah go ahead okay i guess you're taking off to la i don't really i don't be you're not gonna be mad if i don't want to go back to palm springs with you absolutely not i don't want you even to go okay thank god because <laughs> i did not i was just not in the mood to get back in the car and, and i didn't figure you have a problem with that but um well, but you know, the good thing about it was is that you complained that I yell and scream and... And I get it. That's how it would have been. And all the things. Well, I wasn't on the freeway, though. On the freeway, I was quite calm because we didn't have a deadline to get to any place. On the way to LA, you were calm. 
That's exactly right. But you were telling me if you had to drive out the way home, no. it would have been a mess. The minute I got on the freeway and there was a big traffic jam, I was yelling and screaming. I was impatient. And so I just pulled off the side of the road and called Jason back at the Holiday Inn. Called me as I'm waiting for my food at McDonald's. And he was the parking lot. Right. And wouldn't drop his Big Mac to go across the way. It's not dropping. I didn't even have it yet. I would have left and paid for it. Well, McDonald's is not that expensive. God. Anyway, the best part was you did just need to come back and look. I thought that anyway, so I'm like, good. I did. So I got back. back. Before you. It wasn't that easy, though. I got back. I went up to the room. I tried to use my card key to open the door, and the damn thing wouldn't open the door. Well, come to find out. Because you put it next to your cell phone. Nobody knows not to do that. Do you guys know not to do that? Yeah. Anything with a reading strip on it. Well, it was right by the cell phone, but it wasn't. Typically, I use it by my credit cards on the other end of the thing. Okay, lesson learned. I learned not to put the card key by the cell phone. That just added to your... My anxiety, because the door wouldn't open. So I went downstairs, and you know what's interesting about that is, is that the woman, I went up to her and I said, I'm in room, blah, 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 and, she, and I said, my card key got demagnetized. She didn't even ask for ID. Or she didn't ask for ID, she didn't even ask, she goes, let me, your just, name? Let me just cut you another key. And I oh thought, for all you out there who are looking to try to break into somebody's hotel room, <laughs> go to the Holiday Inn. <laughs> And just tell them that your card was demagnetized and she'll just cut you another one, go up and steal somebody else's belongings. So whatever exactly, room you want. That's exactly just make up I any felt room. about it. So I got up, I opened up the place in my brown carry-on that I keep my passport and it wasn't there. Oh. And I thought, shit, now what am I gonna do? It's not at home and it's not here. So then I reached into one of the side pockets, not there. Then I reached in to the other side pocket, and there it was. And you know the, the, the motto to that story is, it pays to live a good life, because the karma gods do honestly smile down on you when you live the best life that you can live for yourself and for other people. But I needed a drink. But, <laughs> first, but first I needed a hug, and Jason gave me a nice hug, and then we went downstairs, and we had several drinks. And then we retired for the evening because we were supposed to get up the next morning at the hotel by six. And we were supposed to get up at 5.45. Tell them about what happened to you. Yeah, I didn't sleep very well. Got up at four, I was sitting outside. I thought, yeah, I went over to the AMPM, got something to drink. And it's what, four? Wait, 4.15. Right. It was like five. Right. And we were supposed to be. And they're coming room. out the front door. The rest of our group, Dick and the Vences, and let's go call Trump and Kirk. No, penis pump. Penis we'll, get, pump. we'll get around to the penis pump story. Let's just call them the pump. Yeah, okay, that's fine. PP for sure. So, anyways, I'm freaking out. Like, oh my God, did I miss something? Does my, did my phone not. How did I miss an hour? I just got a, my heart sunk for a minute. And I run over to them. You know, what's going on? The first thing I see is. I need a treadmill, roll in her eyes. She just say anything, just let's well, we, go earlier. We've got to hurry, hurry. So they got on the shuttle and they went all the way to the airport. Hurry up and wait. Like two hours before we were even supposed to be there. So we went down, I got up at the five, requisite 545. We got ready to go, we went downstairs. And Perfect we, timing. 
What's oh. up? Yeah, it was perfect timing. It was great. But too. we got there to the checkout desk, the front desk, and there was a couple in front of us, and they were standing there waiting. And you know what? I just said, I'm not standing on ceremony. So I saw this woman who was... The there was brand. nobody at the front desk, but over to the side, the door was cracked with a hand in it, and I saw the sign that said, staff only. So I went up there, and I sort of knocked on the door a little bit, and she rudely pointed, staff only. And I said, well, guess what? Um, we want to check out, and there's nobody at the front desk. She said, well, there's a bell. So the guy who was with his wife in front of us started deliberately banging on the bell. And she came out and she proceeded to scold us all for banging on the bell. And he left the thing saying, I got your name and I'm getting on Yelp. And, you know, of course I had something to say too, even though I don't remember. But we were needing to get out there to catch the six o'clock shuttle to the airport. So we're standing there and it's like five minutes to six and the, the guy's wife had the good sense to go back in and ask the bitch at the front desk what time, the, when the shuttle was gonna get there. And she said 6.30 because the shuttle had come um, early. So it's kind of like, don't you have a duty to let us know that the shuttle's gonna be there at 6.30, especially if we're trying to get to the airport and catch a plane? And no, she didn't, so. We all called the lift. We got to the airport. The gang was waiting for us. And we all eventually got on the plane. And so I was tired. I hadn't had my requisite 12 hours of sleep. So Treadmill and I decided that we would ask the flight, the flight attendant if we could have a row of our own. So she said, fine. So we went back, I laid down, I slept the whole time spread out amongst three rows and Anita just sort of um, said... see a picture of it if you want to. Yeah, we'll post it on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Yes, can you believe that they took a picture of me while I was sleeping? Thank God I brought you a pillow. Yeah, well, yes, that gnarly old pillow. And then they want to post a picture of me on Facebook saying this is the time when he's quiet and peaceful and not using his big mouth or anything like that, which is true, actually. So... Moving forward, we got on the plane, we landed, we got to the airport, we got in the bus that took us to get the rental van, we got the rental van, we drove to the resort where Jason and I were staying. Villa 104. Oh wait, what about first going to the wrong one? Well, yeah, that's a big deal. We went in, no reservation, what? No and then we find our time. Oh, we're at the wrong address. And guess what? There are two Sugar Beach um, resorts in Maui, just as a, uh, an FYI, if any of you are trying to go to Maui. So we found the second Sugar Beach, and we got there, and then we found out we were in 104. I think you know it was 104. And we got the code, which we won't share with you, but I... I found a room 104 on one and the other lot. So I'm calling them over to, this is our room, this is our room, let's punch in the code. Well, they go, no, this is the room over here. So I went over there, I punched in the code, I opened the door, I looked to my left, and there's this man lying in the bed <laughs> with shoes all around on the floor. He looked like he was dead. So I immediately turned, turned around, got out of there, slammed the door. I'm so surprised. 
that he didn't wake up and well, come he was out. dead. He's not going to wake up. Well, I know, for sure. And that's what cemented the fact that he I thought that he was dead. So anyway, we went over to the other 104, punched in the same code, and it opened the door. We went in. Finally. In and, everyth- and we were in our cabin. Our so. right place. Everybody wanted to do something, but I don't think they even all did anything. So we didn't We walked a block and... And we went sushi. to get the, yeah, we went to have sushi, my first sushi night. I, you know, I used to work in a microbiology lab, so I know all about the parasites that can grow in sushi, but Jason likes sushi. So in conjunction with the waitress, they convinced me to try sushi. And I ate it, and I liked it, but I liked you it. one piece, well, but hey, well, I know, baby but steps. I, I had my child fun, and that was good, too. So what kind of sushi was it that we had? California roll, you understood. That That's not fine. sushi. What was the roll? But it was way better than what I'm used to having in California. But what was the raw? We had a fish. dragon roll. What kind of fish is that? It had a little bit, it had spicy tuna. I don't know, it was a little spicy, right? Yeah, it was good. I had a piece the of The more I ate it, the little spicier it got. You just had one piece, so you didn't. Right. And I had, very good. I had the, um, a couple pieces of California roll and ate most of the chow fun. Although I didn't realize that underneath all the noodles was all the good stuff, like the vegetables and the pork and all that, that you say you had that, for me. and I ate all the noodles. But I had a dream that the man in 104 was dead, and the police found him in 104, and they sent the forensic team to investigate, and they did fingerprints on the keypad and the doorknob and of course my fingerprints would be on there (laughs) so they led it back to me they put a warrant out for my arrest they found me and i thought well not a problem because traveling i have a big mouth and i knew that you know the flight attendants would know that i was there and the various different people would know where i was and even my friends they knew that i went into that room and blah blah (laughs) but i dreamed that none of them would corroborate my story and so I was arrested, and I was imprisoned. All I just wonder where I was. I don't remember. I don't think I dreamed about you, but nobody came to my aid. Well, that's what I mean. You said the group, nobody would collaborate your story. I'm like, where would I have been? Then? I don't know. You were part of the group. <laughs> but anyway, you didn't corrob- corroborate the story. I would. And therefore, that was the saga of Room 104. If that really happened, I would have collaborated with you. The okay. end. <laughs> All right, so there. Uh, so let's see. That was what Tuesday night. Uh-huh. So now we have Wednesday. I went to the group meeting while you slept. Oh, the group meeting to decide what kind of food we were gonna have and what kind of food we were gonna cook. And we were so lucky to be informed by the pump that we all need to make sure because Dick has spent so much money that we should not let him spend any more money and any, oh my god tell him why he's called what a joke well because he's got three testicles and one of them <laughs> is so that he can pump up his penis because because apparently he can't get it up anymore I guess Viagra went good enough <laughs> right so I can just imagine and of course he parades around in um, in speedos and everything because I guess if you've got a third testicle it does make it look bigger, even though I tried not yeah. to look. It looks like a great room. Did it's you crash. look? Yes, I oh. can't help it. Oh, okay. Especially well, when you know it. I know. I, I didn't look. But anyway, that's why <laughs> you we... You said you just could. You tried not to look. That's why we call him the pump. 
But then on top of that, he's also a Trump supporter. So in a minute, we'll express that kind of concept. But anyway, so Wednesday you went for the food. Um, the meeting. little meeting. And then what did we do after that? Oh, we went out that night. We all went shopping. I wasn't there. You didn't go. Fried chicken night. Yeah. Treadmill bought fried chicken. We were all supposed to, each of us was supposed to cook. And so it was the Vinces and the Vinces who first had the first night that they were going to cook. Well, they went to Safeway and got chicken already cooked. <laughs> they got garlic bread, which is one of my favorites, which was horrible. And then they got some pre-made macaroni salad that Treadmill said that she slayed over. Salad. And potato salad. And potato salad that she slayed it over was, the entire oh, day. Right. But everybody was, just mouthed through it. It's like, okay, let's go out. No, it was horrible. Let's go find a bar. No, the great thing about going to the bar was we went to this first bar called Vibe. The Mai Tais and stuff were fun. Oh, no, the Vibe, which was a tiny bar, which had a martini lounge in it, which was as big as the little small condo room that we're in right now, and there was nobody. So we left, and we went across the street to the Tiki Lounge, and we had drinks and drinks. Well, I didn't, but everybody else did. And then we wanted to go karaoke, because, of course, Jayla is a... KJ, which is, <laughs> what do you call that? KJ. Well, drag karaoke jockey. Not all the time, not drag all the time. Well, not all the time. But it would just been fun. So we went. Just thought it'd be fun to do that while in Maui. And what was the name of that place? Life's a Beach. Life's a Beach. And <laughs> if you go to Maui oh, with Life's a Beach, order the chips and the bean dip. <laughs> it is so good. I actually ate most of it. And I couldn't stop talking about it for days. Um, well, it wasn't your typical bean. Well, I don't know what's in bean dip, but it was refined beans with a whole bunch of other things in it. So because I couldn't have it, we went to the ABC store and I got that little can of Frito bean Lake dip. Bean yeah, I, it's not the same. Well, it, it, served, it served a purpose. But when we, so that was Wednesday. That was Wednesday. We sat and had the drinks. That was nice. But more than two drinks just sitting at a table would have been too much. Right. Oh, and that's the night, too, that I found out when I tried to pay with my credit card that Gosh. Bank of America decided that there was some fraudulent account on there. They froze my credit, my debit card, which had all of my money that I was planning to spend on vacation. It froze Fridge. up. Now, just as an aside, doesn't this sound like, um, what's that movie with Chevy Chase? The yes. Vacation. The vacation movie, or, or yeah, exactly, or <laughs> anything that can go wrong on a vacation sort of seems to go wrong on a vacation, and that's kind of the way that it was. But the neat thing about it is that we had so much fun. So Thursday night Nothing we went to the Luau. None of those things has ruined the vacation. It didn't, but it just created anxiety for me. But we ended up going to the Luau where I didn't need my debit card because Dick had paid for everything. It was amazing. Exactly. No idea what to expect. I know. Luau. So the luau on Thursday night was fantastic. All kinds of great Hawaiian food. Chicken, beef, ono fish, pig that Roasted was buried pig. in the ground. It was shredded. Smoked pig. Right? You like the, the crab salad. Uh, and salad. they had poi so in there, which is where you got to taste it. And tons of open bar drinks and everything. And that was what I was going to say. Right. Open and, bar, holy crap. Right. And fantastic entertainment, which we're going to post uh, videos of that on B 
Beauty and the Shrink's homepage on Facebook and on yours. Well, I'm going to transfer them to Beauty and the Shrink's um, Facebook page as well. So you'll be able to see them there, too. So we had a fantastic time at the Luau. We had never met these individuals, Kyle and Tony. Uh They're from Salem. They're friends of whom? Dicks? Yeah. Yeah. And so they came down. And and Adrian's. Oh, and Adrian. Yeah, shout out to Adrian Alexander and her her banana. Um, (laughs) Kyle had been planning that he was going to propose to Tony at At the Luau. And as it turns out, that's what ended up happening. And it was beautiful. On Facebook Live. And we have that post, too. If you want to see two homos proposing to each other, then, you know, have at it. Tony was crying his eyes out, said he had no idea what was going on. It was beautiful. It actually was beautiful. So we got past that part because I was afraid with my big mouth. I was going to say something throughout the entire day. I thought, you know, it's almost like I have feel like I have Tourette syndrome sometimes, like I'm going to blurt things out like happy wedding or something like that when in fact they hadn't even asked anybody. So I'm glad that they finally did and he said yes. I know, I know you're all waiting to hear what he had to say, but he said yes and everybody was happy and everybody around was clapping, you know, and they were all excited. So we watched the luau. It was beautiful. We got back in the van. We got back to the condo where we're going to have um, champagne and cake, and everybody was so tired. We decided nobody wanted cake. nobody wanted to do it. Cut it. So Jason and I just got on a lift and we went back to the resort and we sat there and drank wine and you know watched movies. What was the movie we watched last night? Clue. Clue. With the three <laughs> with the three endings. That's such a good movie. Classic. So anyway, today Jason and I got on the plane and we flew from Maui to. Oahu, because I my home base timeshare is the Waikiki Beach Walk. So we came to the Waikiki Beach Walk via lift, and we checked in early, which was nice. And then we decided to walk down to Fort Derusi, which is the military base. My mother and my father were both ex-military, so we would go there. You get the military discount and all that. And can it was you say, hold on. Can you say veterans? Versus ex-military, what's same thing, right? What's the difference? I don't because everybody says veterans. I've never yeah, heard anybody say ex-military. Oh, okay. Well, because then I think it just sounds more respectful. Ex. Well, okay, you're right. You're veterans. You're My mother and veteran. father are veterans. And they're as veterans. a side note, just because I, like I love to tell veterans. stories. I like that better. My mother was. Um, my father was a corpsman in the military, and he was in for like 22 years. My mother was a wave in the military. That's what they called the females in the military at that time. My mother and father actually met when in the military, and then shortly thereafter had me, lucky them. But the mod, uh, the slogan back then was, join the Navy, ride a wave. And I guess that's what my father did, and here I am. Get it? Your mother rode the wave. No, my mother was a wave. So the slogan was, join the Navy, ride a wave. That's what they call So you're saying your father rode, rode your the mother. wave. And She's here I around. am. You say that's the other way around. 
Okay, now I got to spell it out to the. Sh- to the I get what you're saying. Join the navy, ride a wave. That means my father rode the wave, which was my mother, and then I was born a year afterwards. A man usually doesn't ride a woman. A woman rides a man. Oh, for God's sake! That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> You have to explain you are so, you're so conservative. Poor mother and dad. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> I need some more wine. Anyway, you have to admit that sounds weird. So anyway, what we ended up so let we took a trip down Porno <laughs> Road. Now we're gonna get back to being Porno in Road. Um, no, so now we need to go. So we checked into our room. And then we decided that we were going to actually try to go to Mongolian Grill at Fort Derussi, um in the evening. But as it turns out, they discontinued it, and it's only on Mondays now. And they haven't even started it yet because it's soft open. Um, let's go to Hot Pot. <laughs> I was like, you could say Hot Pockets. We both had Hot Pot tonight. I was in the mood for sukiyaki. And so I was looking around for Japanese restaurants around here. And you know what? It was billed as a hot pot restaurant, but I had no idea what that was necessarily. But the neat thing about it is, first of all, you're sitting Japanese style, which is on the floor, but your feet... But with a dugout. Yeah, your feet go into a dugout. Isn't that probably kind of an adjustment to that? What do you mean? Isn't that kind of making it... Because when the guy asks, the guy sees, he's... You know, how many to... Okay, it is, is it okay? It's Japanese traditional seating. Right. So I I know what that means. That means you're on a pillow. Like at the luau. So they kind of adjust it yeah, and make like, it in a right. pit so your feet can go under. That's right. what I'm saying. Right. It wasn't it's kind like, of customized. It wasn't like we were at the luau. Because we it we looks, when you walk in, like you're going to be sitting on the floor. Right. But our feet went into a little... Dug out, dug out in the ground. So it was great, and so there was still this, really cool. There was this little um, gas stove or whatever hot plate or something like that sitting in the middle of the table. So we ordered our shabu shabu, which is broth and meat and vegetables and sauce and, and all the rest of these things. And so we're sitting there, and I had asked the server, the 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 waitress, when she came. I said. You're gonna help us because I thought we have to cook this, and I and she did say yes. I'm gonna help you, right? Yeah, I didn't want her to cook it for me. I just wanted to know the process. No, I wanted her to cook it for me. I don't even like buffets. No, but I mean, Mark, there's nothing to cook. You pick up a piece of meat, you drop it in the thing. Well, but I didn't know that until the guys who were sitting next to us. There were three guys celebrating one guy's birthday. So and, nice. And they had gotten the something similar with a different broth than we had. We had the one with this um, soy sauce base with the chili and the garlic and all that stuff. And they had had the, um, but the, the, guy, anyways, the clear the base. Actually crawls out of his booth to come over and squats next to us. So you guys need a, what did he say? Not a lesson. He said, do you need a coach? Well, well, but, I forget what he said. Well, but I'm sitting there and I look so over bad. at them and I go, are we supposed to be doing something here? Isn't she supposed to be coming and cooking this for us? <laughs> and everybody's looking at me like I'm some kind of a rube or something. So the guy came over and he crawled out of his dugout and crawled over to the table and kneeled like you know they the, they did when they took our order. And he showed us how to do it. And but you know it it was easy after that. And I'm I don't think we got it completely right what he said, but. It was close enough. What did we do right? We cooked the meat. 
he said, put this in here, don't wait, wait for that last, and I, oh my God, oh, but, it was but, a lot of instructions. Right, but did you hear him after we got done? He goes, oh, you took the easy way out. And I said, yeah, we just all I'm dumped it in. Share with that man. No, he, he saw that we dumped the entire vegetables and meat and everything in the pot what all at the same time. That, no, it wasn't. He was praising us. I don't know why that was the easy way out. You're supposed to do it little by little. We that was did just what was left. We so did it all or nothing. I can remember the first time going to Fa. I didn't know what the hell. I get this plate of stuff and some broth, and my friend Andrew's like, okay, you gotta put these in it, and you gotta put the jalapeno, and you gotta squeeze some lime, and you gotta put the. I mean, that is pretty difficult when you get a plate of stuff and you don't but know see what you're that, doing. So. But that's what I'm telling you. On the way home in the cab, when the cab, the lift driver, thought that we were bitching and complaining about oh, no. having a bad time. The part. But the reality of it was we had a great time and it was ex an experience because you had never experienced anything like that before. I had never done either. But for me, the reality is I thought I was just going to put in my order for sukiyaki. <laughs> they were going to go back in the kitchen. They were going to cook it up and they were going to put it on that hot plate and it was going to all be cooked to keep it warm and all I was going to have to do is scoop it in my bowl and enjoy it. But that's not what happened. The Asians make you work for that food. Well, I guess so. <laughs> it Vietnamese. But it wasn't experience. You have to add all the stuff. But we learned how to do it. And you know what? I want to do it awesome. again. I want to do it again. So now we've done our hot pot experience. And now we're... Have any of you seen the um, old show? It was a made for a TV with Stephanie Powers and Barry Bostwick called Deceptions. I'm sure they have. Where the twin sisters, played by Stephanie Powers. Well, don't tell it away, I haven't watched the end Well, yet. I'm only gonna say what we've seen so far. Oh. They're twin sisters and one lives in England and she's being kept by a rich man and the other one is in suburbia and she's married to Barry Bostwick and he's a professor and they have no money. And then the sisters decide to switch. And that's where we're at right now. And I'm pretty sure this movie was inspired by The Parent Trap. <laughs> With Jodie Foster? I mean, the idea of the twins switching, come on. That, that was, was inspired a, by The Parent Trap. Wasn't that a comedy? And they just made it more adult that's and added this intrigue and affairs. And I, that's not, it's The Parent Trap. <laughs> I've never seen it before. It sounds stupid. Nothing like what we're Jody watching Jodie Foster now. or Lindsay Lohan was in the remake. Oh. Well, fine. No, it's Haley Mills. It's not. Was the original. It's not the Parent Trap. It's much more sophisticated. But maybe some of you remember the show Heart to Heart with Stephanie Powers <laughs> and Robert Wagner. Maybe that. It's basically based on the same kind of music and you know the '80s dynasty hairdos and the big shoulder broads and it's actually produced by Heart to Heart. Anyway, the funny part is too. I don't know how you um, think how you see the TV. Made for TV movie. I can't tell you a made for TV movie that I remember. You know, obviously, you don't watch Lifetime. Exactly. That's where that's from. Yeah. Oh my God. No. Yeah. It's a Lifetime movie. Wow. Anyway, we're gonna stop for right now, and we're gonna go finish watching part two. Unless, of course, you want to watch like NCIS New Orleans, or why don't we watch one of those instead, and then we'll part two. Anyway, we will keep you up to date on what we decide at the next installment of Beauty and the Shrink.